Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, I dare you. Good morning to you. It is BS in the Morning. It is 6.15. I am Shelly. I don't know where Brad is this morning. You can check us out at bsinthemorning.show. That's our website for the radio station. Or you can also uh, check out Westplex 107.1. That's the B, That's the website for the entire radio station. Did I get that backwards? bsinthemorning.show is the website for the morning show. And Westplex 107.1 is the uh, .com is the website for the radio station. Man, it's going to be one of those Mondays. Good thing it's a holiday and nobody's listening today. Uh, 616, Shelly will be along momentarily. And by the way, we had some issues with our streaming. Our streaming should be back up and running. If you uh, listen to the show on the stream, obviously you're saying, well, hold on a minute now. He's telling us and he's on the air. But you know what? If you maybe do both, yeah, the streaming's back up. We had some problems. And quite honestly, the problems were my problems. I fixed them. And now everything is just working hunky-dory. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Shelly. It is 6-16. Westplex 107.1. It is Kings and Queens. Good morning to you. 625. Oh, it is. Uh, Shelly, are you there? I'm here. Oh, man, you're right on mic. You're right on time. You're sounding real good. You know, you got that microphone right up in your face. I do. <laughs> now you do. You know, I have I have a proclamation to make. Okay. I have a proclamation to make that every city that took down the Columbus statue, and you know what? I think that includes St. Louis. Needs to put them back? No, 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 no. Today's Columbus Day, and they got the day off. But I say that every city that took down the Columbus statue, the employees should be forced to go to work today. I agree, if they even have jobs. But you know what else it is? What? It's um, National Indigenous Peoples Day. On Columbus Day? Yeah. Well, I see. That's what my phone says. Okay, here's the interesting thing for me. Remember, there was all this big stuff about Columbus and take down the statues. Have you heard anything recently about that at all? I mean, it's to me, no. it's just like falling off the face of the earth. That's because it's it's not, um, it, it won't make a difference at the polls. Huh? <laughs> it, won't. it won't make a difference at the polls. That's why they're not talking about it. No, but still, you'd think somebody would be saying something about it. Some group has got a press release out. We think it's terrible. And, you know, because here's the thing. I still say, you know, we take Columbus Day and we make it Election Day. Or you call it National Citizens Day or something like that. And then Indigenous Peoples Day. No, 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 no. You take the holiday because, you know, once again, the, the, the crazy thing about the, the point I'm trying to make is these people who are complaining about Columbus, okay, you should have to work today because of the fact that if you don't like Columbus, then you shouldn't have the day off. And the city, because they took down the Columbus, day, uh, Columbus statue, should work. But what I'm saying is, you know, we're getting into repurposing. Everything's repurposing. We're repurposing this day. So instead of making it Columbus Day, we take away Columbus Day and we make it a, uh, you know, Tuesday, first Tuesday in year. Now, the crazy thing about that is in every other year, there would be no elections because uh, we have elections in the even years. So in the odd years, it would be a day off would be. But that's why you'd call it 
National Citizens Day or something like that. Uh, and the idea being is is that it's a day where nobody works, at least uh, the unimportant people don't work, the non-essential people don't work, the essential people are always working. And you That's make true, it, they are. Yeah, you make it, a, you know, I mean, like, for example, is your buddies, your former, you know, co-workers at the FAA, or is like if, uh, you know, if like, uh, you know, uh, American American Airlines 552 uh, St. Louis Tower recording, doot, 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 I'm sorry, but today's Columbus Day, and there's no one in the tower this morning, check back tomorrow. That would oh, never no, happen. no, 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 no. They've got a full complement, as well as Airways Facilities, which was the division that I worked for. Yeah. They, um, well, I'm making fun of that because of the fact that oh, those essential okay. people, the people that we count on, are always working. You know what I mean? They don't have days off. Well, I mean, they do. But, you know, in other words, the, the FAA control tower is not shut down this morning. Uh, but yet, uh, you know, those non-essential people at the bank, why do we need those people today at the bank? You know, we don't need them, you know. But yet the crazy thing about it is, is the... God, I, it's now I'm hearing more and more people use this. The ACB hearings are today. The Amy Comey, uh, Coney Barrett, uh, say, uh, uh, you know, hearings are today. But yet, it's a holiday. You know, this whole crazy thing. By the way, did you see, I don't, you know, I watch this because, you know, once again, it's on YouTube. The uh, intro for Saturday Night Live on uh, this past Saturday. Did you see it? No, what oh, was it? It was pretty funny. And you know why I think it was really funny? First off, it was it was funny, funny. It was about the debates. It skewered everybody. It made fun of... Uh, it, it skewered everybody except for Trump, believe it or not. It made fun really? of... Oh, yeah, it made fun of Kamala Harris. It made fun of of uh, Mike Pence. It make, made fun of Joe Biden. <laughs> everybody looked stupid in it. Uh, and it was, it was really funny. I mean, it was it was like... A little bit of sci-fi uh, and and gosh Maya Rudolph she has got Kamala Harris down perfect I mean she's just like you're almost watching her you know what I mean it's the point where it's like you know and and here's the other crazy thing okay I'm gonna say something that's gonna get myself in trouble okay there's I- difference why <laughs> <laughs> I mean think about it Brad okay Here's what I'm going to say that's going to get myself in trouble, okay? Okay. If you see pictures of Kamala Harris and, for example, Mike Pence the other night, and a picture, side-by-side picture of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, their skin color isn't that much different. No. Uh Uh-uh. Seriously. That's not true. Oh, no, no. Seriously. Take a look at color pictures. They're not, their skin color is not that much different. And see, that's what I find sort of fascinating. Send me a picture with comparing the two. I will do that. Matter of fact, I think I can find one right away. I mean, it's to the point where, where, where I'm going like, okay, because that struck me as like, okay, she's supposed to be a woman of color, but yet her skin color is not that much different. Now, you, you only have to be 116th to be considered a minority. But once again, what that's so crazy to me as well, too. Because you know what? I mean, think about that for a minute. Aren't we supposed to all be Americans? I mean, this is what I don't get. I know that sounds corny and I sound like, hey, Brad's waving the flag this morning. But, you know, I don't get this hyphenated stuff just like I don't, you know, I don't, I just don't get it. Just like, you know, women with hyphenated names, I don't get that either. Mainly because of the fact that, no, seriously, I don't think women should have to take their, their husband's name. I think they should just keep their own name. I've always thought that. Matter of fact, when I got married, you know, I asked my wife 
And she says, no, no, I'm going to change my name. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, wasn't my choice, her choice. Okay. I because I, I think that's an old tradition that's 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 dead. You know, you take I don't think it's dead. The, I think it means just as much as it did before. Well, then the kids take a, the kids a take A lot of times the the reason that the woman is a hyphenated person is because they've got kids that have her first name. Or, you know, her first second name. I told you I told you the bizarre story, which I never figured out. I coached my son's little league team, okay? Uh-huh. And we had twins on the team. <laughs> and the two twins That was fun. And the two twins had last different names. Okay. Figure that one out. <laughs> I never could. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> you remember that movie? No, but but think about that. If you got twins, how do they have different last names? How come one and and it was one of them was the the father's last name and one of them was the mother's last name? I'm going okay. The, oh, okay. Get 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 what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought you meant like two totally different last names. No, no, one was like one was you know I can't remember the, the names anymore. One was like Smith and one was Jones. Exactly, one was Smith and one was Jones. And I'm going like. Okay, I don't quite understand that. Even some of the other parents on the team at one point in time approached me and go like, okay, uh, maybe you might know, but why is it this two, those two twins? And they were not. I, get, they, I mean, you know, they talk about twins and identical twins. I mean, to me, you know, all twins look pretty much, you know, identical. I don't ever seen twins that like, well, I can't Hence believe you two are twins. the name identical twins. Well, but they claim there's there's they're they're non-identical twins. That some twins, you know, obviously if they're boys and girls, um, you know that they're not obviously identical. But I, I never could figure that one out. And I, in the, some of the parents, like in private, would say to me, "Okay, explain to me why the twins have two different last names." I go, "Oh, I'm not going to ask either." You know, it's one of those things where I'm not going to go say, "Hey, by the way, your kids, uh, you know, even though they're they look the same." And they're twins. Uh, why does they have? Why is one of them, you know, uh, you know, Joe Smith, and the other one's Tim Jones? Why, explain that to me. But never did. So anyway, but so you hey, say the hyphenated name is because of the fact. What again now? The hyphenated name is for, you know, like two blended families coming together. Yeah. So how come and the, so the how, woman come, how come the husband doesn't do that? I'm sorry. How come the husband doesn't do that? See, I stumped he's you. The husband? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, it's what? just the way things are done. I, I don't get it. It hasn't gone the way of the dodo yet. But, it means something but, to people. Now, now, hold on a minute. Now, I, I, I've heard of, I know, matter of fact, I know one lady who has a hyphenated last name who doesn't have any kids. And the husband doesn't well, have any kids. Then her brand is already out there so so amy so amy coney barrett is 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 she was she originally amy coney is that what she is i don't know i don't even know who that is okay that's the gal you don't know who that is it's the the gal the supreme court lady oh okay yeah (laughs) shelly's off to a good start this morning what planet do you live on shelly I live in Shelley World. Welcome. I think you do. You, welcome. It's like the entrance to Toontown. Everyone is welcome and everyone is happy. Okay, you know, I've never looked this up before. Let's look her up on. Um, yes, her. She was born Amy Vivian Coney, but she so she's not. She doesn't have a hyphenated last name, so she just took her her a maiden last name, 
and she tacked on her husband's last name. And she's married to Jesse Barrett. So she's Amy Coney Barrett. Um, I don't, you know, I don't So her it. last name is not a hyphen, it's a melded? It's just, she has three names. If you look at this officially, she's Amy Coney Barrett. Now, here's the crazy thing. I guess she doesn't have a middle name anymore because her original name was Amy Vivian Coney. She was born in 72. Um, and now her name is Amy Coney Barrett. So apparently she dropped her middle name. She's no longer Amy Vivian. And she's now, so I guess technically her middle name is Coney and her last name is Barrett. I guess so. Yeah. Early Who life. Knows? It's a it's a it's a conundrum indeed. She's born in New Orleans. Do you know that? I didn't know that. No, I actually haven't looked into her yet. Eldest of seven children, five sisters and a brother. Her father, Michael wow. Michael Coney, worked for uh, as an attorney for Shell Oil Company. Her mother, Linda, was a high school French teacher and homemaker. Her family were devout Catholics. Her father has been ordained deacon since 1982. Barrett grew up in Metairie, a suburb of New Orleans. She attended St. Mary's Dominic High School, all-girls Roman Catholic High School, from which she graduated in 1990. She was student body vice president in high school. After high school, Coney attended Rhodes College on a scholarship where she majored in English, literature, literature and minored in French. She graduated in 1994 with a Bachelor of Arts Magna Cum Laude and was inducted into Phi Beta Kappa. Uh, and, you know, I was, I, I never talked about this before, but I was in a fraternity. Did I ever tell you this? No. I was in uh, Tapakega Day. What? Tapakega Day. Never heard of that one? Oh, Tapakega Day? Yeah. <laughs> TKD? I got it. Yeah, Tapakega Day. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. It's and, 38. And they tried to recruit me into I Felt a Thigh, but, you know, that, that I, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I, I was happier when, at Tapakega Day. Because you're such a drinker. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm such a drinker. You're exactly right. Uh, weather's coming up. And who is our meteorologist who will give us our weather forecast? Jennifer Wojcicki. And Shelly's calling me off air this morning. Wasn't it a beautiful weekend? Oh, so beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. A little bit warm for this time of the year. It was beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. This guy was so beautiful. Oh, it was so wonderful. You need to come to Shelly World more often because Brad World is negative sometimes. I, I didn't think it was. I, the, to me, the weather was like, eh, it's okay, you know. Eh. You, I thought it was beautiful. Do you like this time of the year? Um, I do because it's boot season. <laughs> it's boot season? Yep. If you're me, boot season is 365 days a year. I know, but I'm not you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank God for that. 639. Ah. Westplex 107.1, it's Shelly's favorite song. It really is. It's like my new mantra for Man, this year, especially. What a crazy year. What a crazy year. I've, I, You know, I asked, uh, let's talk a little sports here. I know you love sports. Uh, two things. Uh-huh. First off, I asked, oh, by the way, the Mizzou Tigers had an upset win over the weekend. I mean, uh, it's been a crazy year for them because of the fact that with the a lot of the, um, well, not a lot of, uh, uh, but some of, it started out with a lot of the conferences not wanting to play. Uh, now uh, a couple of them gotten back in. Anyway, it started out that uh, Mizzou had what they call an all-conference schedule, which means they played only teams in the SEC. And quite honestly, Mizzou's probably not one of the better teams in the SEC. Matter of fact, last couple of years, probably been maybe the worst team in the SEC. Okay. Uh, so they won against LSU, which was like, whoa, 
huge game. I mean, high-scoring game, very exciting game. But here's my question, and I've yet to have anybody answer it. There were only 10,000 uh, fans in the stands at Mizzou. Okay? Stadium homes like, I don't know, 65, 75,000, something like that. And they haven't had a sellout in a while. Uh, it's been sort of disappointing. But yet, how do they decide who goes and who doesn't? Who, who, who's able to go? And how do you find that out? If you have, like, season tickets, are you auto- – I mean, but that can't be true because they sell more than 10,000 season tickets. So who gets to go and who doesn't? Do you know? I've, I've asked people – I've asked my – why would you ask that if I know that? No, I'm curious because I ask – No, I don't know that. I ask friends of mine who are sports fans, and I've asked them that. And they sort of look at me like, I don't know. I go, well, hold on a minute now. Doesn't anybody know? I mean, like, how, how do you, how do you decide? And it's like the same thing with the you know with the NFL games. You see, like you know Arrowhead Stadium, they had a game what week ago, two weeks ago, something like that, and there was like ten thousand fans there. Okay, Arrowhead, especially this year since they're coming off of the uh, Super Bowl win. I mean, you know that place, and for several years it's been sellout every every game. You can't you know in other words, you can't get a ticket unless you're lucky. Or you can maybe buy it on the resale market, but you you know if you call them up, hey, I want a ticket to Sunday's Sunday's game. Sorry, we're sold out. But yet, of those sixty-five thousand seats or something like that, who gets to go and who gets to not go? And I'm curious. Now, the other thing is, you know who Dak Trask? Uh, let me try that again. Dak Prescott is. I do not quarterback for the. Um, for the Dallas Cowboys, and quite I honestly, I didn't know that. Oh, and once again, it was one of these cringe things where he's uh, quarterback keeper play. He's running, he gets tackled, and as he gets tackled, his leg gets tangled up, and when he hits the turf, his foot is rotated like ninety degrees. Oh my! And he had a major compound fracture in his in his ankle. And the amazing thing is there's close-ups as he goes down, you know, I mean, like, taken, boom, right after the play's over. And they've got, like, the sideline camera. And he's just sort of sitting on the turf, and he points to his foot, and the official sees this, and the official probably said, oh, you know what, and, you know, waves his arms, calls a timeout and the whole bit, and they come out in the field and take him away. And I'm going like, oh, my God. It was just it was just bad to look at. Yet, when he's sit, sitting there on the turf, it's not like he's going like, ah! You know, like he's, you know, you know, wilting in pain. He's just, like, sitting there like, oh, my God, look at my foot. You know, I mean, like, oh, jeez Louise. Now, I'm not the big sports guy, but I think I know enough about this. And this is sad on a number of different things. This is probably, unfortunately, a career-ending ending injury. I mean, especially... You think so? Oh, an ankle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he has any of his... I was talking to my friend who um, is a massage therapist, and, you know, the stars do it. They, they um, ensure parts of their body that is making them money well i know that is their support and i was like have you ever thought about getting your hands insured i wonder if football players do that i 
I don't know. I, I would imagine if, if they could, as football is one of those things where the insurance policy is probably just super expensive. It used to be Lloyd's of London that did all that crazy stuff, and, and then they went, got into financial trouble. I think they're still around. But, but the, the sad thing for him was that I believe, and I may get this wrong, but he was on a one-year contract. And essentially, he was trying to prove oh, that that man. you know he was you know he was like you know hey I'm going to be the you know future quarterback for years to come for the Dallas Cowboys and he's just had an amazing season. Matter of fact, his statistics have just been like off the charts as far as a quarterback uh, you know you know a in the entire league, but b more importantly uh, for Dallas and Dallas has had some really good quarterbacks in the past. Um, and some not so good ones, but that's a whole other story. But God, you hate to see that. I mean, it's one of those things where where you see somebody like that, and and it's to the point where. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Pessimist, but especially in the ankle, because the ankle is so complicated. You know what I mean? It's not like like he had a, a you know like a fracture of like his you know the bone between what are they called the fibia the tibia I can't remember which one's which uh, you know between your ankle the bone between your ankle and your knee um, you know I mean a lot of times they can repair that but the but the ankle and the knee has so much working junk you know what I mean there's so much stuff going on in there if you blow it up it's tough to ever put back together again so I mean you know I hope you just get a new ankle, a no. new bionic ankle, like everybody does. No, I I hope things work out well for him. I mean, you just I do too. I I, I just hate to see that kind of stuff when you see an incredibly talented athlete just you know, and and not only that, just the human aspect of it is. I mean, geez, Louise, I've you know rolled up on accidents where you see people and you know gotten people out of cars that are just like, oh my god, that you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, some of them didn't let live that god you know why is that with me why is it that you know that either i'm in an accident or like i'm right i remember there was one gosh about four or five years ago on highway k just south of 364 a fatal accident and i came up right i mean literally i saw it happen in front of me and i went up to one of the cars and guy was dead and it was just it was just oh god you just looked as a not good um, Did you wait until the cops came? No, I left. Yeah, well, till the cops came. You know, I mean, it was one of those things where, where, and even the cop came up and you know, and just started to, say, you know, okay, call the coroner. Um, and it was sad. You know, I mean, it's ugh, terrible when you see something like that. Something you never it forget. It is. I never knew that that happened to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, and like I said, I mean, it happens to you all the time, quite frequently, actually. I, I can remember. Here, I, I'll give you. A, this one was sort of funny. I mean, it was sad, but it was funny. I can remember years ago. I was up in North County. This is like when I was probably in college, and I was going east in 270. Man, I can still see it like it happened in front of me. I was going east in 270, and there was this guy driving along in front of me, and he had at the time. Um, he had like it was perfectly restored it was like a late 50s early 60s buick okay and i was like you know the next car behind him but i wasn't real close i was probably about you know five six hundred feet behind him and all of a sudden something happened like a wheel bearing locked up or something like that and the car just like sort of did like a, a 90 degree turn and just rolled down the highway you know just you know and it ended up on its roof and man, I get out of my car, I pull over the shoulder, get out of my car, run over, and the guy is upside down in the car, still in the seatbelt. Now this was an old enough older car where it didn't have, and I think the guy actually put seatbelts in it. When it was still made it. of steel. 
Well, yeah, but it was an old Buick. And, and the bizarre part of it is it turned out the guy, because that was where Ackerman Buick was right there at Newhall's Ferry and, and 270. And the guy worked there at Ackerman Buick. And this was a car that somebody had traded in that he'd bought and he'd fixed up and he'd repainted. And man, it looked beautiful. Anyway, he's upside down in the car and he's conscious and he doesn't look like he's hurt that bad. And I look at him and I go, I go, don't hit the button on the seatbelt. You know, you know, we'll, you know, and then by this time, another guy in the window, you know, the driver's side window had blown out. And, and so he just like didn't listen to me. And he hits the release on the seatbelt, bonk, waxes, you know, it falls onto his head. You know, cars, the car's upside down, falls onto his yeah. head, bonk. Yeah. And then we had a tough time getting him out of the car because we couldn't get the door open. The door was jammed shut in the whole bit because me and this other guy and, and somebody else even stopped by and we're all yanking on the door handle and we're thinking, okay, this is not going to be good. The car's upside down, you know, could be leaking gas, um, you know, and finally we sort of like, you know, manhandled the guy out of the car because and, and, and at one point in the car, it did start to leak gas because it was upside down, you know, and gravity, the, the, the you know, the, the gas comes out of the, out of the filler neck. And we got him out of the car, and the guy was just like, at first he was like, you know, what happened, what happened? And then he starts like, oh, my car, oh, my beautiful car. And I'm going, dude, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> you're, 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 you should be thankful for being vertical and not, you know, not still inside the car or, you know, like, you know, being dead or anything like that. And it was just one of those, I mean, I can still see the car in my mind rolling down the highway in front of me sideways, you know, not end over end, but, and it probably rolled, I don't know, five, six times. Still didn't know what happened. You know, something happened where, where the wheels locked up or something like that. Have no idea what happened. Just one of those mechanical malfunctions. Sort of like me, I'm a mechanical malfunction. So am I. I'm held together by duct tape and bailing wire. <laughs> no kidding. It is six fifty. That's what I get for letting Shelly control her own microphone. My goodness. Screwing up the songs like that. <laughs> okay. Westplex. That's him sitting there putting in all this little, I don't even know what you call it. What do you call it? What's, what's the real name? <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> no, that's not the real name. That's what it is. What are you talking okay. about? Super doink, doink, doink. Doink, That's doink, actually doink. five doinks. <laughs> super lonely, super lonely, five doink, doinks doink, as well doink, as doink, doink, doink. Okay. And then there's that. 709. Um, okay. Man-child. Um, I was just reading something one of our trade publications this morning. Uh, and, you know, what's really sort of interesting is there's a chance that um, there's a, you know, poor AM radio. And we have an AM station. We're on an AM station right now. We're on two stations. We're on Westplex 107.1, which is also AM 1350 KRAP. Crap. And if you know what's going on with AM radio, it's not good. Things are not good. Too many, not too many people listen anymore. And partly the reason is the FCC years ago made this stupid decision uh, to essentially, you know, there was a, uh, there was a proposal to make AM radio stereo and stuff like that. And there were like three or four competing companies, Motorola and Con and a couple other different companies. And the FCC was afraid that if they picked one, the other three would sue and things would go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And so they didn't make a decision. They just essentially said, hey, use whatever system you want, which meant that if you bought like, you know, the transmitter equipment for system A and, you know, 
you had to have a radio that would receive system A, and they were incompatible. So in other words, if you had, you know, radio A, uh, and your station was transmitting system B, didn't work. Well, there have been some uh, test stations around the country that the FCC has allowed to go total digital on AM. The newer vehicles have radios which will pick up digital AM. In other words, the newer radios in the cars, I think almost all the cars now they're made, um, have the uh, HD radio, which will pick up the HD, uh, you know, on FM, HD1, HD2, HD3, the the, uh, subcarriers or the uh, HD channels, they call them. And they also pick up AM stereo. But the problem is, as opposed to FM broadcasting, where if you have an older radio, you still hear us on the analog system. And if you have a newer radio, if we were transmitting digital, we don't, you would hear us on the digital system and the radio can detect which signal you're transmitting and automatically go back and forth. You know what I'm talking about? I do. But on AM, that's not the case. And if you have an older AM radio, and if we switched crap to all digital, it would just be garbage. You wouldn't be able to hear anything. It would just be like, like that, just like digital. Okay, so if that's the case, then um, what is the t- what do you consider an old radio? Well, anything. Like my car stereo is from 2010. I don't think you're... Is that old? Well, you can't get HD channels on your radio, correct? You can't get HD2, HD3, things like that? Unless there's a setting I haven't found. No, no. You, you have an older radio and it does not work. So on your car, you don't... But it's you, THX certified. But you don't have the, You don't have what it used to be called the ubiquity. I don't know what they call it now. You don't have the new, you don't have the new chip in your radio. You've got the older radio, okay? So, so to you, hmm. if you tried to listen to an AM digital station, it would just be like, just be like digital hash. You wouldn't hear anything. And there was one station that did this there's there's a couple stations that have done it experimentally i think there's one that's still on the air doing this with fcc blessing and another guy got the fcc go ahead and switched he had an oldie station and obviously he's got a lot of old people listening and they called and complained we can't hear our station anymore it sounds like garbage so he switched back so one of the things the fcc is considering doing and this is something that obviously i'm interested in because i'd love to have crap you know be uh, digital uh is essentially you have to go through a 30-day warning period where essentially you have to broadcast like an announcement almost every hour saying you're listening to krap currently we're broadcasting analog but on december 1st 2020 we will switch to an all digital transmission system and your your current radio unless it's a digital radio will not be able to pick up the station and you know and the idea being is i'm thinking to myself you know that would be a great idea to do because then you'd go sell it to like all the places that you know the car stereo stores you know when you drive along nowadays i mean like every other store every other store you drive along is is like a car stereo store you know what i'm saying hold it i'm living back in the 70s <laughs> remember when you know it was like every place you'd go was like hey come to us car stereo we'll put in you know new speakers in your in your in your you know in your, in your uh, kick panels in your car and put in new deck speakers nobody does that anymore anyway um you know, and my car sounds really good at a very high volume driving down the road with the windows well, down. Most of the car systems now, the stereo systems, are designed 
to sound good acoustically in the car because they take a lot more time to figure out speaker placement, what kind of speakers, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, and you know, some of them are just incredibly, uh, you know, incredible sounding sound systems because they're engineered acoustically to sound good in that particular car. But the question is, are you going to listen to AM Digital? And the thing about it is, is that that would allow people to, because most most of the AM stations aren't doing music. We're still doing music, but most of the AM stations are doing talk or religion or something like that, you know, um, are in certain areas of the country, in, in not too much here in St. Louis, but geez, for sure, in Kansas City, places like that, they're doing, uh, you know, different languages, Spanish. Um, there's, like you go out on the West Coast, there's a couple of... Um, What's the uh, Chinese language that uh, we talked about? That new uh, Cantonese. Yeah, not Cantonese. The other one is is the the, the one that's the main uh, the main language of, of China. I can't remember which one it is. Anyway, they're doing they're doing different different uh, languages. Know. And and by the way, which is sort of interesting, is and that BTW. Well, we can't. What's sort of weird about it is is that if somebody comes to us and says, "Hey, I want to run this commercial, but I want to run it in Spanish," we have to say, "Okay." Because that's an FCC rule now, and we and is it really? Oh yeah, yeah. If somebody says, if somebody comes to us and says, "I have a commercial and it's in Spanish," we can't say, well, "I'm sorry, we don't play Spanish commercials." That's illegal. We have to say, "Okay, we'll play that commercial," even though on our station, you know, I don't know, handful of people would be able to figure out what the commercial was about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, see, that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. As 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 a as you and I selling advertising. So will we have to translate it? No, 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 no. We just have to run it in Spanish. So in other words, if someone would call us up right now and say, hey, I've got a Spanish restaurant and I want to run my, or I've got a, you know, whatever it is, uh, uh, I've got a Mexican restaurant and I want to run my commercial in Spanish. And if we say to them, oh, I'm sorry, all our listeners speak English, that's violating the FCC rules and regulations. Uh, but by the same token, if we said to them, and I don't know if this would be a violation, we'd go like, you know, we don't think there are that many people that listen to the station speak Spanish, and I don't think that would probably be a good, you know, good way for you to spend your money. I mean, why can't you just give the commercial in English? Oh, no, 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 I've got to do it in Spanish. And then we have to say, okay, fine, we'll take that commercial. Even though it wouldn't make much sense. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, you and I, when we go sell advertising, we don't want to sell advertising to people that we know it's not going to work. You know what I mean? It would be like somebody coming to us and going like, hey, man, I'm going to run a, a you know, a concert venue where, you know, the older pers- oldest person there is probably going to be like 25 and we're going to play all sorts of, you know, like, you know, crazy music and, you know, uh, stuff that nobody's playing on the radio and uh, we're going to have raves and it's just going to be crazy time. And we'd go like, eh, we don't think this is the station for you because... Most of our listeners are over the age of 25, and they're predominantly women, and we don't see too many women who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who are going to be going to a concert venue where they're going to be having raves, right? Or just whatever. You know what I mean? Or, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It would, I do. It would almost be like somebody coming on our station and saying, hey, I'm going to sell, um, what would be a good example, something that only men would buy? Um, I don't know. Well, I'm going to say, say like Hans Wyman, but the problem there is that women would go like, hey, honey, I heard this ad on the radio station for Hans Wyman, and, you know, you got a chrome dome there, and sometimes we're outside and the sun's out. I get blinded by your, you know, your shiny head. Why don't you go talk to Hans Wyman? 
So, you know, that we could reach the women or reach the, the, the men through the women. But I'm trying to think of something that, that only, only men would buy. Would Beard that? balm. <laughs> No, there are some women that love beards. They might buy that for their guy. has got a, a beard. You know, I don't. Yeah, for a man. Don't all women like beards? No. How about those like the uh, the the Duck Dynasty beards? I mean, like if if you met a guy, Ew, no. If like if Where they still have food in their beard, if, no. If, if your husband one day said to you, "Hey, honey." I'm just going to grow my beard out to the point where I'm going to get it down. I'm, my goal is to get it down on my belly button. Wouldn't you go like, oh, wow. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't dissuade him from that? Would I what? Dissuade him. Say like, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, why do women not like long beards? What, what is the problem with that? Because they get food in them, and it's nasty. And if they don't sit there and wash your beard every single day, ew. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so maybe... I mean, long beards. Now, not beards are not meant for everyone, every man. I mean, some men do not look good in beards. There are some men that look exceptional in beards. It's just... That's just the way it is. But... You only pref- like you. You wear your beard well. Well, I keep it for the most part trimmed up, you know, and clean. Yes. Well, how do you know that? Hold it. Hold. It. Here's a cheeseburger like from people, last night. Like people are sitting, like <laughs> men with beards and mustaches. They sit there and they smoke, and they're they've got this yellow haze around their mustache and their beard. That Ew. is that is sort of weird, and I've noticed that with some guys going. Like, I don't know if that's a good look. Because it's the, not a good the, look. It's nasty. Well, the smoke is it is it is it the smoke that like changes the color, or is it like the the it's the nicotine? The nicotine. Yuck, man. I heard. God, yeah. I, should, I shouldn't tell this story. I shouldn't tell this story. But, um, but. <laughs> okay. First off, there's two reasons for me telling the story. A, the fact that I'm going to tell the story why this guy called me out of the clear blue. I get a call. Friday from a guy who's like, uh, hey, uh, uh, I want to know what happened. You're streaming. You're streaming on Westplex 1071's down. And I go, oh, we got some problems. And then he says, is this Brad? I go, it's me. And he says, you answer your own phones? I go, yes, I do. Turned out that's this guy, and I won't mention who it is, who used to be in the radio business. And he worked at a radio station that's no longer around. Matter of fact, uh, the station's there, but they moved the transmitter site and the studio site and the whole bit. And he worked there for a while, and he talked about how disgusting the studios were because everybody who worked there smoked, and the walls were really supposed to be white, but they were, like, yellow. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that reminds me of my old days as police dispatcher because way back in the day, we could smoke. Of course, I didn't. And everybody that worked there, pretty much all the lieutenants and Pretty much all the guys who were dispatchers smoked. And my first thing when I came on shift, I had to, you know, empty the ashtray and clean all the, you know, the desk off and stuff like that from the guy. It was always the guy in front of me was like smoker. And I remember one night I was bored. It was like sort of a slow night, not much going on. I got a, like a bottle of a squirt bottle of Windex or not Windex, like fantastic, you know, and I sprayed it like yeah, with a little, yeah, yeah. little stream where it shoots like about, you know, eight, nine feet. And I'm sitting there in this one wall sort of behind where I sat and I just sprayed a couple of spots and just the yellow stuff starts rolling down the wall. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, isn't that nasty? And I realized, like, yeah, you're a smoker. Why are you saying that's nasty? I think it's terrible nasty. 
It's not as bad as it used to be. I'm a, I'm a smoker, but I, I it's not like I don't know how nasty the habit is and the nasty things it does. I got. It's like I go out of my way to make sure I don't smell like a smoker. There was a uh, there was a disco here in St. Louis a long time ago that uh, that uh, switched out their sound system, and the guy that ran it called me up one day and said, "Hey, we're getting a new sound system. You were on one of our old speakers." And I go, "Really?" What, says, what's what what club was that? Goombas. And Randy was his last name Waldman. No, I don't, can't remember his name. But it was a two seven Dorset. Anyway, I made him a deal, and I took the old speakers. And that were, was my half brother. There were there were eight of them, and you know I, I I took them you know put them in my garage and you know closed the door. And the next day, I opened the garage and go, Phew, what the hell is in the garage? Stinks. It was the speakers, and they were they they were wood. They were JBL. Matter of fact, I still have one of them, I believe. They were JBL speakers with walnut cabinets. Remember in the old days, the real nice speakers had like oiled walnut cabinets and they were like black, you know, and, and I'm going like, you know, I so thought it was these... black walnut. No, they were black with cigarette smoke. It was oh, okay. nasty stuff. And I yeah. literally got my, my sander and sanded them down. And it was like, holy cow. Like these are really pretty speakers, but they were just covered with nicotine. You know, because of the fact that it's just like this, you know, everybody in the place smoked and it was crazy, you know, I mean, like I, that every I went and, and there was a day when I used to DJ in, in clubs and things like that. Once again, people smoked. And I remember going home. I lived in, by myself, had this little apartment, had a big closet and I would take my old clothes off and I would throw them in the hamper in the closet and I close the door. And the next morning I would open up the door and go, whoa, man, what is that? It's my clothes from the night before. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't like that. I don't like to smell like a cigarette. I don't like my car to smell like a cigarette, although it does. But I, I, I don't like that. Do you like White Castle smell? It all depends <laughs> on the time of day. <laughs> there, there's, there, there's, there's something some air freshener company should come up with, like the White Castle smell. And you, anybody who eats White Castle, you know what I'm talking about. To the Absolutely. point where Don Miller... Don Miller, rest his soul, one of the uh, first traffic reporters in St. Louis, worked for Camo X. I met him a couple times, and he was normally nasty to me because he he had to be nasty because that's the way he told us that his boss told him he had to be nasty. Robert Island said they had to be. We weren't competition. We were the enemy. But one day he told... Yeah, it's a true story. Or, you know, he'd tell people, you know, they're not the competition. They're the enemy. You don't fraternize with the enemy. So one day he told me the story about, I mean, you know, he was a weird guy, uh, about how he used to, when he was a single guy, he was a, he was a cop, and he dated a gal who worked at White Castle. And when he was flying traffic, every time he flew over White Castle, he thought about her. <laughs> Why? Because he equated the smell of White Castle with her. Because a lot of times when she'd get off work, he was a cop and she was, you know, worked at White Castle, and they were both working the, like the, the midnight shift, and they'd go out for like drinks in the morning. He tell me the story. They go out for that's hilarious. Drinks at like you know White Castle used to pay uh, twelve dollars an hour back in the late seventies, early eighties. I don't believe that. They did. I don't believe that. I think that's they a, did. I think that's an urban myth. It is not an urban a, myth. I'm pretty sure it's an urban myth because I knew somebody who worked there, and that's not what they made. They didn't make that kind of money. The one in North County, they paid that. I don't think they did. Were you talking like in the 70s? 
the late seventies, yes. Shelly, in the late seventies, if you were making twelve bucks an hour, you were like a you know you were like a high paid construction worker. I mean, that I was like that. that was union wages. I mean, you know, keep in mind the you know like when I, my first job I had back in the early seventies, I you know I got paid ninety cents an hour. All I'm telling you is what I remember on the marquee in North County, and I also had a friend who would work there, and she's the one that told me that. And 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 you know what else Shelly says? What? What does the fox say? So are you gonna are you gonna believe? Are you gonna believe? Is there anybody? That would that would that would believe what corroborate my story. Hello, hello, hello. I will actually ask um, a friend of mine from high school in North County. Um, we had this mutual friend, and that mutual friend is the one that worked over at um, White Castles. And I will ask my friend Susan if you're listening, um, if that was true if she could ask jackie if that was true wait a minute who are you it's true oh look 727 wait a minute who are you you are taking that comment from a woman who has openly said brad i don't remember yesterday and the only reason why i know what today is is because of my pill minder <laughs> Thank you for catching my finer moments, Brad. I love that about you. 727. Westplex 1071. BS in the morning. You stole my I thunder I am Brad. There. He is Shelly. So, so you're taking over now? I'm just going to sit back, let you run the show. I'm just going. No, you took too long. There was like silence. And no, 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 my no, mentor no, always no, told no, me no, no, no. that you don't want to have silence on the radio. You weren't listening carefully because the music was still playing. It had the very low uh, where it goes out at the end there. It's just very, you know, it's very, but yet the compressors here in the studio suck it up. But you're not listening off air, so you wouldn't know that. I listen off air. No, you would, you'd hear it. It was still there. The song was still playing. And you're like, it's Black Lives Seven One. This is Jelly, and the song's still playing, so I'm just going to talk right over it. I think that was you, actually. <laughs> really? <sighs> wait till i see you today you know when when your facebook do you have those things that said four years ago today you know things you posted like you know on that exact day like five six whatever years ago today okay one of mine came up over the weekend and it was uh about the presidential debate um which was in st louis at washington university and i just reposted it on my facebook page and it had a couple guys standing um in front of a sign First off, let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, They're standing in front of a sign, big sign that they had made up. And the sign said, hold on a minute, let me get there. The sign said, the greatest purveyor of violence in the world today is my own government. And and that was in quotes. And you know who, who said that? Who said that? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., April 4th, 1967. The greatest purveyor of violence in the world today is my own government. Now. And it hasn't changed a bit. Well, no, 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 no. I would say that's not the case because now all the the protests and things like that. And and boy, the latest thing. Have you seen this bizarre story that happened in Denver over the weekend? There was a protest, uh, you know, like, and and now it's like you have the protesters and the counter protesters. There was a pro-police protest 
and man, there's all sorts of crazy video and 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 um, you know and uh, still shots of this. Uh, the TV station there, I think it's KUSA uh, Nine News, was covering the event, and it's gotten so crazy. And I've heard this from some of my TV buddies that when they go out. Um, and cover events they actually have a security guard who goes with them the station actually hires security so that if they're out and somebody tries to attack the reporter's security guard supposedly is there to you know defend them and one of the protesters started spraying mace at the tv reporters and the security guard who was hired by the station shot the guy and killed him what yeah yeah shot him and killed him well, he was doing his job. Well, but they've they're they hey have him in in jail on a on a on a murder charge, that that you know they essentially that since since he was being and there's a video of the guy spraying the mace. You can see him. He's got a big can. He's spraying it, and then there's a still shot that I've seen uh, this morning of the security guard with his gun out. Apparently he just shot the guy, and the guy's laying there on the on the ground. You know, apparently you know not dead yet, but I think he died at the scene or died on the way to the hospital. And now there's all sorts of stuff coming out about you know backlash with the TV station. He was hired by, he worked for a security company, and now they say that his security his his he was a licensed guard, but his license had expired. Oh my God, it's like crazy. And so they're stuff. trying to CYA while this man is being well but but that's the sad part of it is is that it's one of those things where if someone takes action against you you know and i think this comes down to the law is when when is deadly force uh you know authorized now if somebody points a gun at you like like let's say you're working at a you know at a store or something like that and you're working the night shift you're working the night shift at a quickie mart and a guy comes in and points a gun at you, if you got a gun under the counter and reach under the counter and grab the gun and shoot him and kill him, you know, I mean, that's justified because the guy walked in the door with a gun. And, you know, when somebody walks in with a gun and they pointed at you, I think in almost every circumstance, that would be justifiable homicide. Don't you think? I mean, uh-huh. you, you know, because you're defending yourself because you don't, you know, you hear all these stories all the time about. Well, about, that's what they say. If somebody is, is trying to burglarize you, pull them inside of the house and shoot them. Well, but but like, for example, there was a situation happened in downtown St. Louis was a couple years ago where uh, these guys carjacking would just walk up to a car and just shoot the driver, just shoot him, you know, and then just grab the car. Just shoot him, you know. That was him. here, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It happened right on Washington yeah. Avenue. I think there was a lady who was that they, you know, carjacker just walked up to her car, had a car he wanted, you know. She he, she was at a stoplight. He walked up, shot her in the head, you know, killed her, pulled her out of the car, boom, took off in the car. I you remember know? that. And and that's one of those things where you know somebody says, well, it, just because somebody's pointing a gun at you doesn't mean they're going to shoot you. Well, guess what? You know, you would think that that is what a rational person would would think. But you know what? <laughs> when you're dealing with some, shall we say, the less rational people, criminals, you know, who will do anything because, you know, they don't care about you. They don't care about anybody. They just care about themselves and they care about stealing your car and stuff like that. I mean, that's what you got to really be afraid of. I mean, and once again, um, the, like I went to. Over the weekend, I went to, no, actually Friday afternoon, I went to Cabela's, okay? Whenever I'm in that neck of the woods, I don't know, I just always go there. And quite honestly, I always want to see what's going on with, with Dan Buck and his, and his sports plucks, whatever the deal. And I don't really see anything going on there. 
you know, he's building that big sports plex, whatever up there. It's going to be going to take over the mall. So I was going to Cabela's. There's not one round of handgun ammunition in the place. Not one single round. And unless it was like oddball, weird caliber stuff that nobody has. I mean, 22 long rifle? Nope, none. 9 millimeter, 40, 45, nothing. Not one. You go to the gun cases, they have like, if you've been there before, they have this long gun case that must be, I don't know, and I'm not exaggerating, 150 feet long, big glass case, and in each individual case, there's probably, I don't know, 40, 50 different guns on display. Most of them are empty. And the guns that are there are all oddball guns that nobody would want, like, you know, uh, you know, cowboy cowboy revolvers you know there's like there's certain people that still shoot those single action cowboy revolvers there's like a whole big thing with that now there's a revival of that that guys go to these competitions they dress up as cowboys and they have shooting competitions and stuff like that and they're using those old colt you know old colt single action colt armies whatever they call them and not one like you know i mean like you know like glocks normally go and there'd be like you know 20 different glocks one glock that was it you know a lot a lot of the smith and wesson you know, semi-automatics, shields, M&Ps, nothing. Um, you know, it's like, and it was funny because one of the guys working behind the counter was talking to a customer. The customer's going like, I came here to buy a gun. I can't buy a gun. And the guy's going like, hey, man, we don't know what to tell you. We can't get them. We can't get ammunition. Can't get guns. They like the manufacturers can't crank them out quick enough. And if we got them in, he says, sometimes he says, we'll get a shipment. And I don't know how people know we get it. Like the store gets like, this is the, the, the salesman selling this. I don't know how people find out, but like we get like rushed. There was all these people that show up at the store and they buy every gun that comes off the truck. I'm going like, wow, isn't this crazy? And part of it is pan- kind of creepy, actually. Well, part of it is a pandemic thing. And part of it has been that gun sales have really been bad because of Trump. Why? Because he's he's a pro gun guy. Anytime you have pro gun people in the White House, gun sales are bad. When you have anti gun people in the White House, gun sales are crazy. The entire eight years of Obama, it was tough to find certain guns and almost impossible to find certain rounds of ammunition. Twenty two long rifle, you couldn't find anywhere. I mean, it was just like disappeared. You know, it just like fell off the shelves. I mean, there were guys that I remember one of my friends worked at a Wally World and he told me the story that these people would, these guys who would, who would like these ammunition hoarders, they would know when the truck got there and they would stand at the back of the store because they would take the stuff off the loading dock and they'd put it on the carts and they'd wheel it out to the various departments. And when they would reload the ammunition, um, you know, uh, display case, these guys were standing in the back of the store. And as the guy was pushing the cart to go put it on display, these people were pulling the ammunition off the cart and checking it out. And then they were going and selling it at, at, uh, at uh, um, flea markets. They were like doubling and tripling their money because you couldn't find it. You know, it's just and it got super expensive. I mean, geez, you know, and is and and before the pandemic hit, it got really cheap. I mean, you could go to like Cabela's and you could buy like a fifty pack of nine millimeter for like ten, eleven bucks. You know, if they had it, it would probably be thirty or forty dollars right now. You know, and what's crazy about that is is that I read the other day there was some guy in Illinois that got arrested because he was price gouging on masks, okay? And they were like four dollar masks, he was charging twenty dollars and they were like going to prosecute him. I went to Quickie Mart the other day, and they had like a small little, you know, squirter bottle of hand sanitizer, twelve dollars. 
Yeah. I'm going like I'm going like, you know, a year ago, that would have been a buck fifty. But yet, does anybody say anything about that? Nope. No, so they they tend to be oblivious about things that they want to be oblivious about. And I told you, I told you, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been by there on page where Vijon is. Vijon is the company that makes um, what the Germex. There was an article in. Wasn't the, that? Um, didn't that used to be Lever Brothers? Nope. It was. It was always. It's been Vijon for a long time. Matter of fact, their place used to be over in Wellston, because uh, if you rode the Metrolink, you you rode right by their place because they used to have. They, you know, that was the old railroad line. They had a railroad spur there, that they used to deliver chemicals to the plant right there. But they moved. They're over in Page. They're at Page, uh, between uh, 170 and North and South. Big plant. Talked about how they're spending 70 million dollars to expand the plant here in St. Louis, and I think they're either going to build another plant or they're. They already have a plant. They're going to expand it someplace. I think it was in Tennessee. And I, I, I've told you, I walked in there about, eh, what did I said three or four months ago. Remember, I talked about this on the air. And I went in the front door of the place. And I went up to the counter. You know, there's like, you know, it's like an office. You know, and then there's like the plant behind. I go, hey, I'd like to buy a 55-gallon a, a drum of Germex. Sorry, can't sell it to you. I said, Hi, can I buy anything here? Nope. She says, uh, you have to go to, uh, she says, go to Target. I go, I'm not going to Target. I don't like Target. I said, I, want, I don't want to buy like a little squirter bottle. I want to buy like an industrial thing. I want to buy like a 55-gallon drum. You know, I mean, think about that. You and I could have remote broadcast. We'd say, hey, come on by today, and we'll refill your, your hand sanitizer bottles for free while supply lasts. Do you think we'd have a line of people? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we... I need to get my hand sanitizer refilled. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. You know, you know what I found out? I found out it works better than deodorant. I don't know what that means, and I don't think I want to. It's 749. Plus 107.1. I'm going to stop playing all those song, slow songs. I don't like all that slow stuff in the mornings. What do you think? Well, you know I don't particularly care for Post Malone. You don't like Post Malone? He called um, me, his, his songs are growing on me. He called me just the other day and said he loves you. Uh, I'm sure he did. Now, hold it. How can you... I just how, can't get over his teeth. How can you rem, How can you know who Post Malone is when you say... Brad, I don't remember yesterday. How, how is that possible? <laughs> oh, Brad, Brad, Brad. You know, Shelly has this thing. I don't know if I've told you this or not, but, you know, there are certain things that, you know, routines that when you get up in the morning that you do, and Shelly, she'll sit up in bed. She tells me this because this is one of the things that, you know, she says this gets her awake and she'll set up in bed, sit up in bed, whatever, put her, look to the left, look to the right, look straight ahead and then go. And then she gets out of bed. That's her morning routine. And it's refreshing every <laughs> single time. Yes. Hey, we want to thank. Everybody needs to yell. We want to thank our sponsors here for the morning show. We had like Angie Harness, buy or sell your home. She's the lady. Uh, you need your car fixed. New place, man. We were there at the open house last week. Boys had a cool place. Salt River Automotive and Shelly will tell you if I say if I said to Shelly, Hey, Shelly, where's? Well, it's it's right there at seventy and seventy nine. It's just a quarter mile from from you know the you take a left turn at the right uh, turn arrow and then you go uh, backwards and forwards. And I go, No, that's not what I say. And BTW to you know because i was having a problem expressing how to get there because <laughs> no i got kidding. lost how could you get lost uh, it's here, i don't even want to discuss let, let me give you My the easy point way being is that caleb hunter himself is the one that says basically we're at 70 and 79 
but he's not. If you go, if you get off of 70 at 79, you know, Salt River to the south, or Salt Lick to the south, to the south, 79 to the north, just go up to the the first major exit there. I know there's one right there, it's just north of 70, but the first major overpass, there's a big company on the right, sells construction cranes, and if you go to the left, it's Tom Geneva. If you go to the right, it's Salt River Road. You make a right, and you go right down the hill, and they're right there on the right. You can't miss it. It's like the first big thing on the right. Right? I know. It's on the right. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Right. So <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> you go north on 79 from 70. You go about a mile north of 70 on 79. The first major exit, if you go to the top of the ramp, if you make a left, that's Tom Geneva, which will take you to, to T.R. Hughes Ballpark. If you make a right, that's Salt River Road, and you go right you go down the hill because you're start up high you go down the hill and they're there right on the right i think it's like the first building you're absolutely correct the yes first, i had to get that visual in my mind yeah, but the, yeah the first building if you go right off of 79 it's the first thing on the right and there's nothing on the left right there because that's all floodplain uh so uh you know so when you know when you come down it's not a big hill but you go down a you know a slow hill from 79 because it's an overpass and when you come down there on the right you can't miss it Anyway. I agree with you. <laughs> you never agree with me. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> you never it's agree. It's a weird kind of day. You never agree with me about anything. I know. <laughs> and normally if I say, Shelly, what, what, what do you really think about this? She'll go, um, no, Shelly, come on. You know, left or right, which is it? Um, Black or white, which is it? Um, Red or green, which is it? Um, Up or down, which is it? Um, That's what you get from Shelly. Um, that's not completely accurate. And, and you know what? Shelly, a lot of people don't know this. Shelly is expert in impressions. And if I said to her, hey, Shelly, <laughs> do Joe Biden, she'd go. I got hairy legs. Wow. I said, okay, Shelly, do Joe Kennedy. It made me want to heave. Shelly, do that crazy lady that's on all the YouTube videos. The building is on fire. Shelly, do smash. Ain't nobody does that. Oh, my God. She's so good. She's so good. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, we're done. It's a holiday. Oh, we're done? Yeah. For all you, well, that was quick. For all you people who tore down the Columbus statues and your government workers, for all you city employees who decided, and all you people that did not want Columbus statues, if you are off work today, I'm going to come. I know where y'all live. I'm going to show up at your house this morning. I'm going to pull you out of your house and drag you back to work because if you don't want to have a Columbus statue... You shouldn't have the day off, right? Absolutely. Matter of fact, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna take you here to the radio station and make you clean our our toilets because there's nothing worse than a radio station toilet. What did you just say? I said I'm gonna come and pick you up if you're one of the Columbus protesters. I know who you are. I got your addresses and names, everybody. I'm gonna come pick you up. I'm gonna drag you here to the radio station. I'm gonna take you in the bathroom, make you clean the toilets because there's nothing worse than radio station toilets. That's what I said. Well, that's not true. You can always actually. Did you know that you can actually um, get the get the feel of a restaurant if you go into their bathrooms and if their bathroom is clean, so is their kitchen. I don't believe that. And it gives you a peace of mind. I don't believe that. That's 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 absolutely what. it's true. Okay, and I can tell you one that. I mean, if you go into a bathroom and the floor is sticky and there's markings everywhere and it's just dirty, nasty. You don't want to eat there. Okay, I'll give you two 
that don't make any sense as far as restaurants are concerned. The more okay. ups, the more upscale a restaurant is, the worse the kitchen is. And that's number one. Number two is... But are their bathrooms clean? You know who has the, the cleanest kitchens of any place that serves food? Subway. Strip clubs. Well, how would you know that? Because they've been closed. <laughs> that's one of those things. And the third one is, I heard this guy over the weekend. God, I hear all this crazy stuff over the weekend. I heard this guy over the weekend and wrote this book about supermarkets. It's pretty interesting. And about super lonely? No, what? supermarkets. In other words, you know, like schnooks and places like okay, that. I mean, he didn't do the, the local ones, but he did like the big national ones. And to get an idea of what it was to like work at, you know, to like write this book, he actually got hired at some of these supermarkets and actually worked there. And he talked about how he, he worked at Whole Foods and he worked at the seafood counter. Uh-huh. Gross with a capital G. That was what he said. Yeah, well, that might be different with COVID. No, he said it was just plain gross. And he says, and that that once once a week they had to clean out under the counters. And he says there was all the dead fish parts laying there that fell off the countertop and stuff like that. And he says it was just terrible. And he says one of the worst experiences of his life. And he says and everybody thinks, oh, Whole Foods, oh, Whole Foods, oh, it's so wonderful. I've had people, when I was doing my fast food diet, I had somebody call me up and go, you, I can't believe you're poisoning your body with all that stuff. And I go, where do you eat at? Well, I go to Whole Foods. I go, hey, you want me to do the reverse diet? I'll eat at Whole Foods for a week or for a month, and I'll gain 30 pounds. Well, that's not possible. Yeah, it is. I'll just stuff my face. You know, I, God, these people that get, I still have pushback it's from my- like Tiffany said, it's it's portion control. It's That's all it is. Yeah. I heard a guy over the weekend talk about this. He says, you want to lose weight? You know, he says, watch what you eat and exercise. That simple. He says, don't don't go to one of those weight loss places and spend all that money. He says, just reduce your caloric intake and exercise. That's it. Nothing to it. Two things. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? He's exactly right. And like when I lost all that weight with my the kids' menu challenge, people are going like, I can't believe you did that. I mean, you, that's not you. You cheated. I know you had to be. No, it's all I ate. I ate like usually two meals. You I sat got, there and recorded everything you put in your mouth. I How know. How they say you cheated? I, well, my, my sons think it was the funniest thing they've ever seen because of the fact that <laughs> well, my, it was kind of they, they both would talk about like, you were reviewing those fast food, those those kids' menus like you were eating at some like fancy restaurant restaurant talking about escargot or something like that i go hey you know what you know i mean i got to the point where i got to be a connoisseur of the matter of fact i think i even told you the one lady at dairy queen because i ate there about eight or nine times because they had a really good kids meal and the one lady said to me why do you always videotape yourself out in the in the parking lot and then we see you videotape yourself when you leave i go i'm on a diet she goes, what diet are you on? I go, kids' menu diet. She goes, no, you're not. I go, yes, I am. Well, look at my site. And she goes, so you're eating nothing but kids' meals? Yeah. And she goes, are you are you okay? Are you are you dying? No, I'm not dying. I'm in pretty good shape. You know, for a, for an old dude, you know, I'm on no prescription medication. And- for for someone who does the work of four men at times when he shouldn't. You actually are in very good shape. Well, I mean, you know, the crazy thing about it is you get these things that, like everybody's like, whoa, you know, like this stupid thing, which still bothers me about the, what is it? The, they, my, my one son told me they watched that movie in high school health class, Supersize Me. I'm going like, you know, yeah, once, I've never watched that specifically. once again, you know, the whole idea behind it is the guy's stuffing his face. You know, if he did that at, at you know, at, 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 at. 
Tony's downtown or, or you know, pick a really nice restaurant. Uh, you know, he goes out to, uh, I don't know, what would be a real nice restaurant in West County? Um, what's the... Lester's. No, that's like a sports bar kind of place. Uh, like the the, um, the 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 steakhouse there on Lindbergh there in, uh, what is that, Ledoux or Plaza Front, or Pla- Frontenac. Crease, you know what I'm talking about? Kreis, K-R-E-I-S. Ever been there before? I've never been there. Real fancy, upscale, like steakhouse kind of place. You know, steaks are like 100 bucks a piece. You know, if you ate, you know, if you ate two steaks a night, you know, you don't think you'd gain weight? You know, once again, I mean, you know, you know, challenge me. You know, here's the deal. You know, bet me a million dollars that I couldn't weigh, I couldn't gain 30 pounds in 30 days at, at Whole Foods, and I'll win that bet, and I'll be a millionaire, and I'll stop. That's because sh- you'll have incentive. But once again, I mean, the you'll idea. You'll make sure you go to Whole the idea Foods, being and is, you won't eat fruit God, or vegetables. You'll it, eat bagels. But you'll eat. What, um, what drives me crazy is these, <laughs> these snobby people that, well, you, you, know, you, 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 don't, you don't find that kind of bad food at Whole Foods. Hell yeah, you don't? Yeah, let me take you through the aisles. Oh my God, I heard this incredible thing. Talk about this tomorrow morning. MSG, monosodium glutamate. You know how this. Yes. You know how this. Get you migraine. No, you know you know how this whole thing started. What? It was a hoax. No, I used to get migraines uh-uh. every time. No, 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 no. Hoax, hoax. They proved it. Hoax. And it was a double hoax because somebody claimed to have. It's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating story because somebody has had claimed to have to have written a letter to the editor, which started the whole MSG thing, and it's a pretty interesting story, and and it's been proven by it's been proven by um, um, you know clinical tests. It's not it's not what everybody says it is. It's not going to kill you. Well, I know, but then it makes it gelatinous. <laughs> And that's a texture thing. Ew. See, here we go, Shelly. Like have have cold hot and sour soup. I wouldn't Just have look at I it. wouldn't have warm hot and sour soup. I'm sorry. I, to me it's like I wouldn't have you don't it. like tofu? I wouldn't have hot and sour soup if you paid me a million dollars to eat it for a month. Because I, I would I would turn down that bet. I go, million dollars? Nope, sorry. Don't need the money. Why? Because it has no hamburger in it. I don't eat that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> I know. Okay, it's time for us to go. Oh, it is. Hey, 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 goodbye. Have a great day, everybody.